And I don't mean to sound like I'm making it look or not place any priority on it. But suicide is in our everyday life as in this world, not amongst us, but there are people who they might be expected to that place, do you understand? Usually caused by things like depression or, you know, panic attacks. And when I was researching about suicide, financial difficulty was one of the reasons why someone would decide to take their life. Do you understand? And who can guess the age range? For the most amount of suicides committed in Europe, 18 to 30. 13 to 21. Anyone else? 18 to 30. Huh? 18 to 30. 18 to 30. Last person. Anyone else? 16. 16 to 30. So we're all in and around there, but I'll say the closest one was Rebecca. Is it Rebecca? Jessica, sorry. Was Jessica, where it was 16 to 30, right? It is 15 to 30. So 15-year-olds to 30-year-olds constantly in Europe are the most amount of people that face the idea and entertain the thought of something called suicide. But let me tell you something else. Suicide, as crazy as it sounds for us here, and we're shaking our heads, in different countries and cultures, it means different things. Did you know that? You know, in some countries, suicide is a thing of honor. Yeah? It's, a, it's an honorable thing. Let me not be too wrong in what I'm saying, but I believe if you go to the Asian community, the girl has just spent time with, let me not say Nigerian, a Ghanaian boy. <laughs> and the father comes out, ah, you've been with Kwame Nkrumah. <laughs> no, 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 not nice. You have brought shame on the family. It is good for her to die. And if she takes her life, the whole community will rejoice with her family and say, wow, you are a strong father. And for some people, it's a religious thing. It's a religious thing. I have sinned and brought so much shame on myself in front of my God, not our God, you know, their God. This sin is unpardonable. I must take my life. And then they go, they proceed to take their life. And then you have those who, they do it from the honor of war. Have you ever heard of the word kamikaze? Kamikaze, you ever heard of it? So, you would have from the ancient Japanese culture, you have people who, in the place of war, they'll say, you know what? There's five of them over there. There's only one of me. But if I go amongst them and just 
take myself in front of them, maybe bomb or whatever. It used to happen in the maybe Second World War, I think, in the planes. Then I sacrificed my life to kill the other troops. And it's an honorable thing to do. Yeah? And so that's that's suicide. I'm just talking about suicide because at times we don't actually even understand ourselves that what the world will do is it will place a tag on something that is actually more normal than you think. Something that's more normal than you think. Or maybe something even that you yourself you believe in. Do you understand? But they will give it a different name, a different label. And with a different name and a different label, you see that thing from a different light and you decide that that thing is wrong. Yeah? Are you ready for the word? Okay, just note down these scriptures. I need someone who's got J.D. Phillips. Has anyone here got the J.D. Phillips? And note down these scriptures. Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. From verse 15 to 23. Note down Luke chapter 9. body through death 
to present you holy in his sight, without blemish and free from accusation. If you continue in faith, established and firm, and do not move from the hope held out in the gospel, this is the gospel that you heard, and that has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven, and of which I, Paul, have become a servant. Can I have that read in J.B. Phillips, please? Now Christ is the invisible expression of the invisible God. He existed before creation began, for it was through him that everything was made, whether spiritual or material, seen or unseen. Through him and for him also were created power and dominion, ownership and authority. In fact, every single thing was created through him and for him. He is both the first principle and the upholding principle of the whole scheme of creation. And now he is the head of the body, which is composed of all Christian people. Life from nothing began through him, and life from the dead began through him. And he is therefore justly called the Lord of all. It was in him that the full nature of God chose to live, and through him God planned to reconcile in his own person, as it is well, everything on earth and everything in heaven, by virtue of the sacrifice of the cross. And you yourselves, who were strangers to God, and in fact, through the, through the evil things you had done, his spiritual enemies, he has now reconciled through the death of his body on the cross so that he might welcome you to his presence, clean and pure, without blame or reproach. This reconsideration assume, assumes, of course, that you maintain a firm position in the faith and do not allow yourself to be shifted away from the hope of the gospel which you have heard and which, indeed, the whole world is now having the opportunity of hearing. Okay, so it first starts off by saying in the J.B. Phillips, it says exactly that Christ is the visible expression. He says that Christ is the visible expression of the invisible God. And the word expression is where we need to really sit down. Because it then means that in order for you to see God, you can only see him through the actions of Christ. What does it mean to express yourself? How many of us know that expression has nothing to do with how you look? It's to do with mannerisms. It's to do with behavior. Are you with me? Yes, and so if Christ is the visible expression of the invisible God, then we are the visible expression of an invisible Christ. And so what the world keeps on saying is, show us your Christ. Show us your God. But because of this scripture, Jesus Christ cannot interfere with earth. He's relying on us to express God. To express himself. Are you hearing me? What Jesus Christ is relying on us for is to express himself. And this is where we go when it comes to servants and kings. Because you see, Jesus Christ came to express death. 
show what it's like if God was packed inside a body, the first thing he would do is he would look, his actions would look suicidal. Have you ever believed in something so much that you were able to lay your life down for it? Where are you now in your life? Because this is what kills all of us. We never seldom believe in anything much enough that we should live a life of sacrifice. And so I began to understand something that was killing me the whole of last year. I began to understand why I didn't accomplish certain things. Because you see, even Christ himself, when he came, it's only on the cross that he would say it is finished. It will take death for every single walking on water, every single turning water to wine to make sense. The actions of the three years meant nothing until he died. And let me tell you why. Because he never really expressed God until he died. Because it's at the death of the flesh that the spirit will come out. The spirit of God can only express itself through a body when it has died. And so the whole time that Jesus was acting on this earth, he was looking forward to his death. And so one thing that we need to ask ourselves for this year, how many things do you want to get into while carrying your cross? And then you begin to understand things that Jesus will say like, carry your cross daily. You, you thought it was in regards to putting away fornication. You thought it was in regards to stop smoking. But I'm telling you, your very essence of being in this world, when you say that you might be like Beryl, maybe you're called to worship or to sin. But you, have you started doing this thing with the mindset of suicide? Have you taken a cross while doing this thing? Have you decided that you're ready to put yourself to death in order to express the spirit? Let me tell you something. The reason, the reason why the word looks stale is because the spirit has not manifested. And a spirit can only come out when someone has died. Are you hearing me? Yes, sir. I, I want to tell you the reason why we start certain things and we fail. I want to tell you the reason why he says carry your cross daily. It must then mean that the very DNA we're given is that we are actually born to die. It's commissioned to you to have a thousand deaths before you leave this world. For as many things that you can put your heart and love into, you should die for. Are you hearing me? Then you begin to understand things that Jesus will say. Like greater love has no man shown than this. Because people were showing love. But he took it to the place where he said, now I'm ready to die. To express the kind of love that I want to show. What is it that you feel you're called to? What is it you feel you're called to do this year? What ideas do you feel will drop into your heart this year? Let me tell you something. Until those things drop into your heart and you're ready to die every morning to accomplish that thing, it's a waste of time. Completion on this earth can only be done by the Spirit. Are you hearing me? 
to complete a work in this world is only done by the spirit. The body is only meant to carry the spirit long enough to build a passion to die for something. I don't think any of the guys have really decided that they're ready to die for the football thing they do. I don't think so. There's a way you feel when you wake up in the morning and you're ready to die for something. And I was expressing to one of you that I just, I feel an energy inside me. I feel something inside me that just wants to break out. I want to die for something. And it's when this scripture now came to me that I began to understand that feeling I was feeling. I I was eager to die for something. I want to express myself to the place where I'm able to put my own life on the line. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Christ is the visible expression. We are the visible expression of an invisible Christ. That means the very nature of his life, we are called to express it every day. Every day you should have a cross. Every day you should die on it. Every day they should put a crown on your head as you're nailed to the cross for the thing you believe in. And every day they should put a sign on the cross in which you're nailed on for the thing you're dying for. Are you hearing me? Yes, sir. Let me tell you something. It says that all things were made through him and for him. All ownership. And then you begin to understand things like so if there is ownership these are speaking of physical things in this world but where are you ready to take your heart I want to set the temperature for how we should behave as people in this community unit because we are called anointed anointed messiahs saviors our life should follow this creed the creed in that every day you should have something you're willing to die for. <laughs> are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Where are you expressing Christ? The expression of Christ is not in healing the sick. The expression of Christ is in dying. That's what he was sent for. And then you begin to understand why you failed in so many things. You begin to understand why you've not gone far in certain things. Because you never built love to that place. You weren't able to. So, every day now, you want to take on your community unit. You want to do Tonsil, you want to do Croydon, you want to do whatever it is you want to do. But it's not yet become an obsession in your mind. It's not yet become something that bothers you, bothers your heart. It's not yet become something that unless you think on it, you will find no peace. Let me tell you something. You only find peace in that death. It's in that death that you will find peace. Because in that death, the spirit is allowed to live. As long as you are in contention with the Spirit of God inside you, 
there will always be restlessness because God and the spirit of man will not abide in, in leadership together there will not be two kings in one body there won't be and so when I began to understand these kind of things I said to myself wow so many things I did wrong last year so you mean Lord if I just pushed a little bit more in this particular thing if I had just pressed in a bit more here I wouldn't be where I am now. We need to die to express the Holy Spirit. We need to be able to put ourselves down. Now, when I say die, let me make it very, very simple for you before anyone starts contemplating suicide physically. There's a place you get to where you're no longer willing to take no for an answer. There's a place you get to where it doesn't matter what anyone says, this is what you're going to do. I explained it to you like this because this is what happened to Abraham when he took his son to go and sacrifice him. In the resolution of his heart, the resolving of his heart to kill the boy. God deemed the boy dead. It's in that resolve that you achieve death. It's in that resolve. That's what, that's what you're looking for. But if you're still in two minds over something, if you're still thinking over a decision, you will never see the glory that comes from it. And so one of the things that really got to me in this scripture, when it says here, and you yourselves, from verse 21, you were strangers to God. And in fact, through the evil things you have done, his spiritual enemies, he has now reconciled you through the death of his body on the cross. So that he might welcome you to his presence, clean and pure, without blame or reproach. This reconciliation assumes, of course, that you maintain a firm position in the faith and do not allow yourselves to be shifted away from the hope of the gospel, which you have heard, which indeed the whole world is now having the opportunity of hearing. I myself have been made a minister of this same gospel. And though it is true at this moment that I am suffering on your behalf, on the behalf of you who have heard the gospel, yet I am far from sorry about it. I just want to read again that 21. And you yourselves who were strangers to God, and in fact through the evil things you had done, his spiritual enemies, he has now reconciled you through the death of his body on the cross. And it took me a while to get over that spiritual enemy's heart. Because I never knew that was the start we had with God. But then it made me understand the intensity of God's desire to reconcile us to himself. He looked for any way and any shape possible 
until he only saw that the only way to do this thing is to put my own body on the line. So God will go and find a body to achieve an agenda. The agenda of reconciliation. Now, why do I say this to us? You know, at the start of every year, we have, uh, who was it that pulled up the door this time? My name. 2016 lady, 2017 lady. Always walking with her new handbag. Oh, I'm dropping boyfriend. This, that, everything is falling down. So we put it up. This year, less bags. Thank God for her life. Less bags. And there were more good things. But, you know, what those things are trying to say is there should be an agenda. There needs to be an agenda every year. And that's what we enter into each year, missing. We have activities, but no agenda. And so, it would kind of be like Jesus Christ living his life, healing the sick, raising the dead, but with no agenda to die. And so that's what always picks us out every year. And it's what makes your year look like a loop of the previous year. When, it's, when you're living life in a loop, and replaying and replaying and replaying again. And then you begin to fool yourself that, oh, I'm doing it, but I'm doing it at a higher level now. You're living in a loop. And then you say to yourself, no, now I'm praying two hours, I'm now praying five hours a day. Or my singing has gotten better, or I'm making more money than before. But what's the agenda? Because unless you have an agenda, then there's no way you will ever develop that passion to die for something. And so that's why I came to speak to you about today. Starting a year with an agenda. And for me, I said that my agenda this year is literally just this community unit. It's to make sure that I see the unit and the people within the unit grow. An agenda to see all of them prosper. Do you understand? And then when you begin to think like this, you begin to understand your daily activities. When you set an agenda, Monday becomes easy. Who to prioritize becomes easier. It becomes easier to set meetings and cancel them. Because you know why. You know what you must achieve by the year end. And so they'll come up to Jesus and say, but your mother and father are waiting for you outside. Your parents are waiting. And he said, no, you don't understand. These ones here are my brother, my mother, and my sisters. If God himself will say, all I'm looking for now is to reconcile man to myself. I don't care how it's done. And then you begin to understand that the whole scripture that you read is just an attempt of reconciliation. Everything from Genesis to Revelation is an attempt to bring man close. So we stop tonight to say, what is your agenda this year? Because certainly as a servant, if you are a servant, 
then you should be commissioned for a thousand deaths this year if you have your agenda right. Are you hearing me? Every day you should be ready to carry that cross. He's not talking about stop smoking. He's not talking about your boyfriend or girlfriend. He's not talking about these things. He's saying, what is your agenda for this thing that we do? For this movement? What is your agenda? What is your aim? What is your objective? I said to those who are still in school, you can't come and tell me you've got an exam tomorrow and you're dancing up and down in tall spots. It don't really make sense to me. I know, yeah, it sounds religious and nice. You come to Tulsa and whatever. You're not ready for your exam. I would have thought that someone that really wants to put themselves on the line for something will know exactly how to carry themselves out. When it's time to go to Jerusalem, you set your face like flint and you head to Jerusalem. And when it's time to go to Galilee, you do so. You don't start mixing and matching life styles. You don't start... One thing I want us to avoid this year, really, is ignorant competition. Do you know what I mean by that? You're, you're fighting yourself, okay? You're not in competition with anyone. It's you. You have a work to suppress the flesh inside you. And so because of that work that you have, you don't have time to be looking left, right, center, and then looking for, okay, right, um, I'm measuring myself against this person, the way they worship or the way they do this. No. I was speaking to the guys who've been trading and doing all this kind of stuff. I said, listen, focus on what you're doing. Focus on what you're doing. Make sure you're ready to really put yourself on the line for this thing. One thing that comes with a year of golden ideas and which Pastor um, Toby was mentioning, he said that there will be helpers. Have you ever met a helper that wants to help someone that knows nothing? Have you ever helped someone that doesn't know anything? Do you know how annoying that is? I don't know if you've ever been in that position. You want to help someone that you draw close to them and then they don't know anything. They're very, very um, dumb or dull. It becomes annoying. say whatever your agenda is whatever it is you feel you're called to do this year you've got to make sure you master that thing are you hearing that should be what's in our hearts and that's the way we need to continually think when people are committing suicide it's an act an act to say I believe in something so much I'm going to sacrifice my body the Holy Spirit is constantly looking for sacrifice. Because you see, the fire on the altar can only keep burning if a body is constantly being put on the fire. The fire will burn out if there is no body on that fire. If there's no flesh on it. Did you know that's what happened in the temple? As soon as the sacrifice is placed there, the fire is lit up. And so the Lord said, make sure that this fire never burns out. And so constantly what the priests will be doing is, because they don't know what's going on in Israel, they'll be making sacrifice for sacrifice. 
every soul that you bring into the nation is a body. Every time you put yourself down for something you believe in is a body. And then you will notice this year one thing, that the feeling of the Holy Spirit has very little to do with how many hours of prayer you spent time in, but it will have a lot to do with how much body you've put on that altar. It will have a lot to do with how many bodies you've nailed to that cross. And I'm not speaking about the cross in an evil way, but I'm speaking about the power of the cross. And the power of the cross is that anything that is put to death, it allows the spirit to express itself. And that was the ultimate goal for Jesus. Upon everything I'm doing, how do I really pour my spirit out? How do I pour out the spirit? The only way is to die. Are you guys with me? Yes, sir. You know, of course, despite that this is our first time back, I just wanted to use tonight to just set a law or an order. A law and an order meaning that no day of fellowship is less important than any other day. There is serious importance all the time because there are souls amongst you, new souls amongst you all the time. You must take this thing with utmost seriousness, utmost. And the same way you should take your life. You know, one of the hardest things for me was coming back into the work routine. You know, when, you, when you're holiday for so long, you don't even know how do I wake up? How do, it's so annoying. Then you start saying to yourself, I should have just never had a break. And that's what we need to make sure that that happens throughout this whole course of this year. I'm very happy by the way we worship, by the way we praise. We have to always show that we're ready to put in work in this group. Are you hearing me? Yes, sir. What does it mean to, to be ordained? Exactly what Reverend Duffel said. It just means that now, hell didn't know you before, hell knows you now. Sorry. Um, those who are ordained, there's nothing glamorous about it. It just means, like uh, my boy Biggie used to say, more money, more, well, it's not more money, more oil, more problems. Yeah. <laughs> more oil, more problems. Exactly that. Because now hell knows you. How do you live a life now where you come out and the oil on your head just makes your face glow in the spirit realm and you say, ah, so you mean this person has been here all along? I hope you know that's what it means. The same way it attracts good things is the same way it will attract tribulation. So I'm calling on all the ministers, all those who've been ordained now to step up. It's time to step up and it's time to live like you're actually dying every day. That's what we want. I am not going to be here rallying people for um, seed or sowing and all those kind of stuff. I feel now we've done enough months of that that if I started doing that now, it would, it would, it would look a bit funny. I don't know what you think. I want to start connecting with people rather than sitting down with you to just know how much money you're paying today. 
I need to know exactly what's going on in all of your lives. The ministers need to now step up and become leaders, ready to die every day. How many of us are here tonight? Minister, how many of us are here tonight? So there's 64 of us here tonight. If we become 100 and we have to break out, or when we become 100 and we have to break out, who then will we send? Because we have to send those who are used to carrying cross. Do you understand? That's one of the biggest dilemmas you face as a leader is raising the next set of leadership. Raising the next set of leadership. Why? Because you're going to commission souls to them. You're going to commission souls to them. There's so much space for us to occupy in this movement. Nobody's like someone who should just be sitting down. There's so much space. I'm looking at the media. So much space in the media. So much space in evangelism. Heaven forbid you have the title of an evangelist and you don't evangelize. It doesn't even make sense. I was telling them in Peckham the other day that, of course, Labour, Lib Dems, and these guys, they evangelize more than the church. They spend millions and millions and millions every year for political campaigns. That's evangelism. So it's on us now. Now, one thing I want you to ask yourself, I know C25 has, has made their own homework. And their homework was to read this, listen to the sound clouds, right? But how many of you know that we don't all translate the word the same? don't. There is no way in this world, while Pastor Toby is preaching about servants and kings, I'm hearing it the same way Lizzie is hearing it. There is no way. And do you know why that is? It's because we have different agendas. It's your agenda that allows the word to take shape and form. So what happens is the word is there to be formed. That's why I said in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and the word became flesh. The word is always ready to be formed into something. The more you listen to the word, it takes the shape of your person. All that's needed now is the spirit to express, express whatever you've taken in. And so, one thing I will say to us as a community unit, is you go and you begin to ask yourself what is your own agenda? What is your agenda in this movement? In this world? In this community? In this life? What is your agenda? I didn't say what do you want to do? I didn't say what business do you want to open? Do you understand? I said what is your agenda? Agenda is what they can summarize your name with. On that cross, they put here is Jesus, King of the Jews. That's what they thought the guy's agenda was. They thought he was coming to do King of the Jews. When you when you begin to put your flesh to death, it's for your agenda. So as you're taking in those sound clouds, because I'm not going to repeat the same homework. As you're taking in that sound cloud, like Pastor Nathan rightly said, as you're digesting that sound cloud, at the same time you have to be thinking about your own agenda. And if you don't have an agenda, then you just take in the word 
until the word begins to form its own agenda inside you. Let me tell you what I mean by that. Most of the times when I counsel anyone, if they don't already have a direction, I tell them, stop everything you're doing and just stay in the Word. Stay in the Word for a few weeks. If you don't really know yourself, but you're into the Word, just stop what you're doing. Just stay in the Word. And all of a sudden, I don't know how to explain how Matthew, Mark, Luke and John will just burst social services inside you. I don't know how. It, it just, something inside you just starts rumbling, 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 and you just decide, ah, the thing for me now is to go into the social services sector. And you will just look, read a Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. All the time, it never fails. A successful year is having and chartering your course for your agenda and not waiting for it, not moving from it. But first, you must have it. Do you hear me? So that's what we're going to do. Now, before we, we rise up and pray, I just want to put this across and lastly say, the Spirit is ready to express Himself. The Spirit is ready to express Himself. You can read the Bible over and over and over and over and over again, but the Word is the part of the Bible that is being expressed through you. Are you hearing me? Yes, sir. It didn't say that the Bible was with God and the Bible was God. It said the Word. The Word is the part of every single one of us that the Spirit ends up expressing. Collectively, all put together, if we're all jammed together and put together, we're going to look like one person, Jesus Christ. But up until then, we must all come to the maturity of him. We must all mature individually. Are you hearing me? Yes, sir. Let's just rise up. And as we prepare for this season of word, prayer, worship, we are asking God for sound mind. I get the sense of confusion. Sense of not knowing where you are. I don't know who that is. But as I said the word agenda, it rang inside you. You felt like, what is my agenda for? Because I don't want to spend another year doing this thing and my life living in a loop. I don't want to live my life in a loop. I want to have an agenda. I want to have a summary nailed on the cross I will use every day. If you're that person that I'm speaking about, you're in need of sound mind. The Holy Spirit gives sound mind. I want you to come to the front. I want you to come to the front because now the Lord is ready to prepare you for the season of prayer and worship. There is no point receiving the word when you don't know what the word is meant to act on. Rikaya ba mandoro bosiro, riba mandi 